Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! What is up, all of you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new live edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to uh, to all of our audience. If you've ever tuned into a live show, you know what's in store, or, uh, or do you? Chances are yes, but uh, what's in store is a night full of fun, uh, great company, and great music. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire, with me, as always... Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling tonight? You ready to get this thing going? I am feeling great. We've been prepping for this live show uh, all week. We did the big uh, 100th extravaganza on Wednesday. I uh, got that all edited up and uploaded today, so that's available wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm um, working on the YouTube version. That should be up on the weekend, but figured why not? Uh, we need a little more Van Halen in our, in our week. Uh, yeah. Let's just do an entire live show with like half of our patrons and, and a few special guests as well. So I've been looking forward to this one all week. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, anytime we do a live show, it's always uh, something to look forward to because we are not alone when we do the live shows. We always have a fantastic panel of awesome guests, usually uh, uh, mainstays within the show, honorary uh, panelists. And that's what I consider every one of these people that are on the show with us tonight. So uh, please, please welcome all of our panelists, we got Eric Sinich over here, Scott Everett, mm. Ben Andriotzi, welcome, Ben, David Lee Smith, welcome back, Chaz Mataz, Brad Gould, and Heath McCoy, hashtag whatever happened to Heath Murphy. Welcome, all, one and all. How you guys doing? Going <laughs> good, man. Hey. Happy 100th. Hey, guys. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Congratulations, boys. Yes. Congratulations. We got room for one more, Christy. We got room for <laughs> one more. Yeah, we to hop we, on we might get uh, another another guess along the way. Who knows? Hey, 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 always room for one more. Yeah. And where where is Kevin? The host, Kevin is out for host. dinner with friends yeah. tonight. He figured we weren't important enough. He went and made dinner plans with other people. So. Well, everyone hoist one for Kevin. What a job, right? That 100th anniversary right. show. Yeah, guys, very kudos. cool of him too, man. Yes. Really thoughtful. Uh, he reached oh, out yes. to me. Well I'm sure done. you guys and he's and he wanted yes. us to all put in you know, word for the podcast. So, and yeah, we really appreciate that. Yeah. A lot we of great do, comments yeah. from all you guys. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate he's, uh, it. He's, cool. he's out for dinner, but he'll be up for breakfast because, you know, oh, that's just how Kevin Brown rolled. Well, uh, bring that well lunch played. Bell. Bring the that's lunch right. bell. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Sendich does put the cream in his coffee. He did tell me that. <laughs> Whoa. What was the one? He put that butter on his biscuit. Wow. Corey, if they want, if that's they want the after-hour uh, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Want, well, it's after a long night of being spanked. So. Further explanation will require a higher tier on our Patreon. So uh, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. Corey, I'm I need a decoder ring. I'm gonna need a decoder ring for this. The last time go. I was here, when Chris L was on, what was the thing that we were laughing our asses off at about uh, something about? I don't know, jizz and and disappear. The come and go. It was the, the, the come and go. The ejaculate yes, yes. and evacuate. Yeah. Ejaculate. Oh my God. 
And I said, ejaculate, ejaculate, and evaporate. And evaporate is what I said. And Chris Elson. guess what? Wasn't that a Star Trek episode? <laughs> and that is now a design on our merch store. If you go to oh, T-Public, I'll see you. if I can bring All it up. Right. <laughs> because we could not do that. New yeah. benchmarks. New benchmarks yeah, exactly. and content creation. Yes. Right. Well, everyone, you know why we're here. Uh, we've re- reached a new milestone, not just 100 episodes uh, to our name, which is that i mean that that's amazing to me but also another album in our journey we have completed and therefore we have to talk about it uh there you go there's, there's <laughs> there our, uh, the merch you can find uh, at <laughs> uh, uh, that's great it's amazing well which song, <laughs> which song was that indeed. for i can't remember that was uh, unchained that, that's oh, why i ranked it number chained, one yeah yeah, <laughs> girls in Plentywood, Montana, back in the late '80s, would do anything for a six-pack of Canadian beer. And if you had a little Van Halen on the old tape deck, uh, that didn't hurt your chances either. So, plenty of hills and plenty of wood in Montana. You know what? When, when I when I write the book, ejaculate and evacuate, uh, I'll have to be on Eric's podcast to talk about it. So. <laughs> a memoir it. by it's Corey Morris. I'll, I'll That's change right. The, the title of the podcast is "Booked on Cock." You know, just for that. <laughs> Only thank for you, that. Thank you. We'll get right back to Book on Rock. Nailed it. After. Nailed it. So to speak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I but, love this. Uh, uh, Scott says he has a great screenshot of you reacting to that on our Discord, Eric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is truly, truly funny. That's part of the oh, magic man. of uh, the live shows. So uh, yes. thank you all for anything tuning can in. happen. Uh, yeah, anything right. can happen. And this uh, is. It's going to be women and children first. That's right. That's yes, our, our second album completed in this journey. Uh, this is the one. This is the infamous uh, uh, kind of, uh, for a lot of people, last great, or l- let me not say great. Let me just say last true album of like true blue Van Halen. Uh, and then you can say what you will about, uh, you know, the Van Halen three or but like the, the last hurrah for a lot of people. But also this is the infamous album that is just, disappeared from the streamways uh except for maybe youtube so uh you, you can i think you can find it on youtube but i, I could be wrong this about one, that th- this one is still around it's a different kind of truth that a they pull everywhere yeah. oh yeah. oh my yeah, bad yeah. all right well then yeah. then forget about what i said but what i what i do mean is uh this is a uh, uh one for the ages absolutely so i'm i'm excited to talk about it i'm excited to talk about uh this album with all of you guys i assume Without tipping your hands, you probably have uh, you all have a lot to say about this particular album, or uh, you know you don't have to. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, all right, Corey, what say? What, how do we? How do you think we should get this started? You know, maybe let's just do a roundtable, just uh, general impressions of women and children first, because I tell you, uh, coming into doing my own rankings, uh, this was a very tough album for me because I'm like every single song is solid. But I don't know if there's that one that really kind of elevates it. Like you can look at Fair Warning and, and whether you fall on the Mean Street side or the Unchained side, there's a couple of tracks that really kind of transcend that whole great album. Like it's very solid, but there's a few tracks that you got to put over and above. And this one here, it's like, man, they're all pretty good. Like uh, there, there's really not a stinker in the bunch. And it, it all kind of came down to personal preference. And doing the rankings, man, they were all over the place. Uh, we'll see when we get into it. Some tracks, uh, some people on this panel put number one and other people on the panel put it number nine. Like they're nice, oh, wow. big variants in all the tracks, though. But we do have uh, definitive winners one through nine. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but yeah, let's maybe start with uh, Eric because he talks the most. And maybe tell us uh, your initial impressions of Women and Children first. Oh, what an interesting album because the first two albums are almost like mostly made up of the club days. And then you get a few songs, Jamie's Crying and then 
Dance the Night Away that were written during the, the studio process. But this is where you you hear the band start to stretch out. Eddie starts to stretch out. And and he, he's he's still doing all these amazing things on the guitar, but he's he's really focusing on the songwriting more and experimenting with things. And you got some of like the heaviest of heavy songs from Van Halen, like yeah. Lost of Control. Lost and, Control. You know, Fools. But then you have Could This Be Magic? You know, and something bluesy like "Take Your Whiskey Home," and and then the the songs that have the amazing harmonies in a simple rhyme, and and the cradle will rock, and everybody wants them are the two most well known ones. But uh, this is probably the most underrated Van Halen album, possibly. Ooh, hot take, I would maybe, say, maybe but, sure. because it's oh. often overlooked. You know, yeah. a lot I of people. I mean, Fair Warning is talked about so much. Obviously, Van Halen won with all the hits, nineteen eighty four, with all the hits. Diver down hits right? Diver down. And then you think yeah. of this one, yeah, and it's like you just forget just how how badass of an album it is. Oh yeah. And uh, Scott in the chat says, aside from Diver Down, which I was listening to Diver Down earlier today, and I I agree with them because like even songs like the Full Bug, it's like man, th- th- this should be a lot more popular than it is. There's, it's going to be an interesting show when we finally complete Diver Down uh, and we get uh, another slew of, of panelists, probably not unlike what you're seeing right now. And uh, <laughs> because I know how people have, have talked about Diver Down, I know how people feel about the covers. Uh, I think Corey and I are probably the most uh, positive on that album. So <laughs> compared to the others, but uh, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get into that. But uh, before I do... We're going to talk about uh, this one. So, uh, yeah, moving along, Scott Everett, you're up. Uh, this is probably going to be the hardest album for me to rank. And I think it's day to day. My rankings could flip just because there is no standout hits like Corey said. So it, it, it's I love the album, but it's not one of my favorites among the top six. So I think mm-hmm. I'm a little bit different. So it'll be interesting to see where my rankings stack up against mm-hmm. everybody else. <laughs> Probably not uh, too dissimilar, but as Corey said, the rankings were kind of all over the place. Uh, even I don't know the the full scale of everyone's rankings, so it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, ben, uh, this is your your first live show with us, I believe. My first first podcast, actually. Oh um, wow! Well, you know, broke that, Cherry. Yeah, Whoa. Oh, oh <laughs> wow! About you know the late you know you know the, the teens or so, Panama, and. Uh, I just I love this this album uh, even from the uh, the cover art, which is just stunning. I mean the pictures that are taken on this album. I remember getting it and being like, oh my god! And after the first two albums came out, they were just you know groundbreaking. But these uh, women and children and fair warning were just like unbelievable. They brought it to a whole different level. Um, women and children, this it's a, so solid front to back. It is tough to kind of rank this album but um it really was kind of tribal and 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 really brought you to places um and eddie was just you know came out of all of them all four of them really came together and gelled for you know for women and fair warning it was it's a phenomenal album my uh, top i go back and forth between fair warning and and women and children love it you know you know i love it Right on. Well, there Perfect. you go. You go. Uh, does uh, does someone like Davey Lee Smith uh, share your sentiment? How do you feel about it, Dave? Does this answer your question? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, this was um, – I got this from that uh, Walmart exclusive uh, uh, six 
uh, first six pack uh, vinyl set. Oh, that yeah. was a Walmart exclusive. Oh, Each right. album had a uh, backstage pass replica. So that's my little show and tell. But cool. um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, I was probably just going to echo what everybody else said because this is, uh, like Eric said, I think this one's pretty underrated in terms of the six pack. Um, but honestly, like uh, like uh, Corey said, this album was tough for me to rank too because um, actually, I think, as a matter of fact, I think the whole the six pack is tough for me to rank as a whole because um, like a lot of the stuff from the Dave era, especially is just so stellar and um, this album, notwithstanding, but um, you know, they did some different stuff and it just seemed so natural to them. And uh, like I said, this was another stellar album for me and another album that's tough for me to rank as well. So, uh, you know, you know, something, something had to give, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. feel like the heads might roll with the rankings on this one, depending on, uh, I mean, judging on how everyone is already talking about it, I, there is going to be an argument, at least one, just one. <laughs> That's my prediction. Uh, but, you know, hopefully a, a, a good and a, a civil argument, but argument nonetheless. Speaking of arguments, Chaz, how are you feeling about uh, women and children first? Ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here's your argument. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? What do you mean? Nothing stands <laughs> out on this record. The whole problem is every, almost every single track stands out for one reason or another. Right. Um, like we were talking before the show, this one's like stacked ranking. It's just rank your, your favorites, put them in order. There's really not a bad track on this record. And, you know, yes. And I think that's probably why it's overrated or overlooked. And I think it's more like it's overlooked because it's kind of overshadowed by the ingenuity. And like you said, the first entrees into pop Van Halen with one and two, right? And there's a lot of continuity there and a lot of natural extension, but this was so different and it's so many pieces of different, right? It's kind of what we kind of got in the future was like all this disjointed kind of artistic stuff, right? As Eddie started to express himself more and like you go look at every damn track and you're like, holy crap, how could this not be in my top five Van Halen records when you look at the like individual tracks? Because, I mean, if you go look at our Chesalytics out there, I mean, some of these tracks are in the top five tracks, right? So, I mean, you know, as a record, yeah, this thing is just, I mean, all stand out in, in, in my mind. There's like, you know, it's just that idea. We're just ranking the best here. He's, uh, he, he had to plug his charts because, you know, Chaz and his charts, uh, but those are good charts. So, and, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like you said, anyway. yeah, this this one's highly ranked. So uh, yeah, the the individual rankings are going to get real, real interesting. But uh, so overlooked. Yeah, it's overlooked. Yeah, it's so. not on my list, but it's clearly deserves to be. <laughs> well, uh, does Brad agree with you, Brad? How do you feel? I, I need to trademark something like Chazalytics, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bradalicious. You know, we'll go. There with you that. go. <laughs> nice, nice, Bradomatic. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so this one, whichever one of you is tracking the Patreon and and Twitter feed, I think like I, I had a like this morning. I was listening to it on a on a long drive, the whole album again. I'm like, and and when you when you look at it from a different you know over and over again, and, and try to look at it as a whole, there's not a lot of believe it or not. If you start listening, there's not a lot of variety. They do a lot of playing around with. Uh, volume and tempo in a lot of the songs that go slow, they go fast, going, you know, um, loud and soft throughout it. Um, the harmonies are all there. I, I, there's just not, there's just not a bad song in the bunch. And so I think I sent in like my votes like three times uh, this morning mm-hmm. as I was driving, because I was really, it's, it's, you know, sort of like how thin can you slice this thing? Um, <laughs> just, just a great, great album all around. And uh, so 
That's it. Well, hopefully the uh, the last uh, rendition of the list you sent uh, was that's was it. your official one because that's the one I sent Corey. So that's how that's yeah, how yeah. Really go down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, Corey's like, no more revisions, no more revisions. So no more revi- <laughs> yeah. no, he, who do I get? Who do I get late? I get Chaz late, but his uh, ballot. <laughs> so, but his ballot is burnt anyway. Because oh. he bundled his number one song with Tora Tora for some reason. You oh. gotta rank Tora Tora separately. So we, we have a burnt ballot. There was a hanging oh. Chad. We can't count it. Ah, a hanging Ouch. Chaz. Like you'll be left hanging with a that hanging one. Chaz. That's all right. That's, right. That's, That's all right. right. That's good. They'll be, they'll be talking about it. Way to go. You were you were too busy with the charts that you you fucked up your ranking. Fucking list. infamous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing, but uh you know what's not embarrassing? Heath McCoy is not embarrassing. How you doing, Heath McCoy? Hey, and, how you doing? Uh, how do you feel about women and children first? I love women and children first. This and this may be a little bit of a hot take here. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm I I don't disguise my love of the Roth years. I'd put all the Roth stuff above the Sammy stuff, and I love Van Hagar too. But I all the all the Roth stuff, including different kind of truth, is is all tops for me. Mm. But out of the original six pack. I actually think Women and Children First would, would be my sixth ranking. I, I love oh. it. I love the album. Um, I, I, there, I don't think there's hardly any weak tracks on it, but, I, you know, something's got to bottom out a little bit. And um, that one sort of does. It's, it's, it's a weird album. It's, uh, Van Halen's a, a, such a tight band, and those six, uh, all through their entire career. But if you think of those six albums, they're actually a really tight band. And this one, it's almost like, and this is not a bad thing. It's almost like the train is going to go off the track some of the time. There's this wildness. There's a wild abandonment to it, uh, I think. And and some of the stuff almost seems jam, jammy to me, like a song like Fools. It almost seems like a like a jam type, so like a jam band type of song, you know. Um, hmm. So it's it's a it's a little bit of a different album for that. And I and I think it, I think stylistically it is all over the place, and which is not a bad thing at all. But um, yeah, I, I love it. it. Despite what I just said, I, I love the album. Hot takes indeed. A little bit of backtracking, but he's staying firm with uh, his uh, bottom six of the uh, six pack. But uh, look, honestly, if I really think about it, uh, it, it came a lot closer than I'm comfortable sharing with uh, making it to number six in my own six pack judging as of right now. But uh, there's probably one or two that still fall behind, but I don't know. We've still got time to figure that one out, but uh, but until that time, we shall rank women and children first. That's right. And for the rankings, we uh, reached out to all of our lovely patrons, many of which are here, uh, for their rankings, uh, which they submitted. Uh, we also got some special guests. I'm just going to run through the list of special guests real quick. Yep. Uh, first off, we have uh, Eric Sedich. Uh, he uh, writes for the Van Halen News Desk. Uh, he does a great uh, podcast called Booked on Rock. Uh, you can also catch him on every other weekend working at the Ejaculate and Evacuate, selling discount oh, Canadian smokes so and proud beef jerky. Of my there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go check yeah. him out there. Uh, we also reached yeah. out to Chris L. from Pot of Thunder, uh, who uh, said uh, in his rankings, uh, Darren Paltrowitz, of course, from the DLR cast and the Paltrow cast. He's had a lot of t- a ton of great guests on there lately. Like Darren's just been killing it. He submitted rankings. Uh, author Steve Rosen, uh, who wrote the book Tone Chaser, about his yeah. relationship with Eddie Van Halen, who's going to be on our show in October. Uh, Greg Runoff, I don't know if you guys ever heard about him. He wrote a little book called Van Halen Rising. Uh, oh, he's probably huh. the uh, the uh, Van Halen expert uh, out of uh, everybody on the planet. Uh, yeah. Jeff Goebel, 
uh, who I got to give uh, Eric props for, for hooking me up with. Uh, he was able to send yeah, in uh, yeah. some rankings. He writes for Van Halen News Desk as well. Yeah. And Darren's uh, we, been contributing a lot, too, to VHND. Oh, awesome. Great, yeah, really cool. We also have the lovely Kelsey Van Halen, everybody's favorite. She submitted rankings. Uh, Greg Prado. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about him, Eric. That was another yeah. uh, uh, Eric Fine. He writes for Guitar World magazine. Oh, he writes for everything. I mean, he, Greg, you'll see his name everywhere. He's written a, a ton of great books, and he writes for all music. Well, wrote for all music. Uh, you name it, he's everywhere. Um, Greg's been on my show many times, and he covers all sorts. He wrote one of my favorite books, too, on Blind Melon and Shannon Hoon, among oh, many yes. others. But Greg's a great guy. Yeah, fantastic. You, should, you, you got to have him on. He's a great guest. We're working on it. Working on. It. We only got twenty-seven shows left, Eric. We're, we're running yeah, out there's of only uh, so many. Out of time, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Hey, we want to. I want to just want to give our our best to Steve Roth too, because I saw on Facebook he went in for some procedure in the hospital. So he's, oh, yeah. yeah, he's coming out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. All all the best to to, to our good friend. Uh, we also have uh, J- uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fred from the Sean Geek and Fast yes. Fred podcast. They submitted rankings. Uh, Johnny Bean from the very popular uh, YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, he probably has the most controversial uh, rankings. I can't wait to dig Uh-oh. into his a little bit Uh-oh. more. <laughs> and uh, a late entry, uh, Chris Gill, co-author of Eruption. Chris, uh, He was able yeah. to submit some uh, some rankings. So really an all-star panel. Uh, Scott is asking for uh, Steve Roney and Scott Davis, who wrote the book Pictures Alive. I reached out to them, but I didn't hear back. So uh, mm-hmm. no rankings from that, unfortunately. But I know, uh, Scott, I believe you picked up a couple of copies of their book. It's really a really a great book, and uh, we had a lot of fun having them on the show. But yeah. uh, that's our... Or who we got rankings from. There's uh, over 30 people here. What we did is we asked everybody, rank your songs from one to nine. And some people like Chaz didn't get the memo and they would bundle Tora Tora. And what I find is like nobody ever bundled Tora Tora with loss of control. Uh, they always bundled it with like other songs. I'm going to put it with End of Cradle of Rock. Okay, well, that doesn't lead into that one, but sure. Uh, but so uh, all those ballots got burnt or else if I had time, I reached out to him and say, hey, you know, fix your fucking rankings. It's not brain surgery. Come on. <laughs> It must, but Chaz, be. I, it must be. For, for Chaz, I didn't have an opportunity because I just got his today. So, mm. uh, But I do have his list here so we can uh, talk about it when we get to it. But um, we had everybody rank their songs one to nine. Your number one song uh, got nine points, number two, eight, and number three, seven, and all the way down. Your number nine song got one point. I combined all the points, and we have our ultimate women and children ranking. So, Mark, if you're ready, without further ado, I can get going here with the song that uh, finished at number nine. Let's do it. All right, so I'll just play a little bit of it, and then I'll bring the graphic in. Let's see if anybody can guess. This one, I think, is kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Really? Everybody's I nodding. <laughs> I figured. That's right. That's Tora Tora. Finished at number nine. Uh, it got 60 total points. Its highest ranking from people was third. Its lowest ranking uh, was uh, ninth or last. 20 people out of uh, 30 uh, picked it to finish ninth. Uh, so its final totals are uh, 20 times it was picked ninth, three times eighth. Nobody picked it seventh. Four people picked it sixth. One person picked it fifth. One person picked it fourth. One person picked it third. So Tora Tora. The little instrumental that leads into loss of control, finishing ninth. Uh, I can't say I was surprised. Is anybody? I'm surprised more that uh, it got uh, a vote for third place. 
Like that, that's yeah, pretty high. Just, that's I real was high. Say the same. <laughs> that's yeah. something. Like somebody really likes that little interlude song, you know. And you know who it was? Who Johnny was it? Bean. I I said Johnny's oh. rankings <laughs> would be the most interesting. He picked Tora Tora third. Wow. He, he must have yeah. some like something about that track uh, must really speak to his soul on a level that we're we're just not <laughs> ready to accept or we just can't possibly comprehend. Oh, uh, that's the only it. explanation. Or either that, or maybe there's something else entirely. So, Johnny, if you're listening, uh, get back to us with that. Uh, not because we want to roast you. Like I just, I just, I'm genuinely want to know why. Like what, what was it that uh, brought it up to your top three? Um, maybe he had a little loss of control when he was touching the keyboards. I mean, maybe. But know, I, I got to ask Chaz because he's on the call. You put Tora Tora number one yeah. and you bundled it oh, with it with another song. So, right, because, yeah, I just forgot. So I knew it was oh. a lead-in. I just forgot. I, the, now, you forgot okay, which I, song? Well, like I said, yeah. this is, and I love this record. I've got it too here, but it's actually on the jacket on the back of the album. The tracks are not listed in the order that they appear on the record. That's so, yeah, yeah so for in, in that regard, for me, this is, of course, the lead-in then to Loss of Control. They go together, as far as I'm concerned. Anytime you have those things, that's where I'm like with you guys. I'm like, come on, just... It's like, you know, the Zeppelin thing. There are certain songs that just, you know, one leads to the other, and it's the way it is. Just leave it that Yeah, I think I've won That's just my vote. I'm a bias that way. Even in the video they did for Loss of Control, that weird, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but that weird video yeah. where kids yes. in the hospital. He's a surgeon and stuff. <laughs> in scrubs. Uh, yeah. As far as part of that, that's yeah. part of the video. It's they, they lump them together there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, where it is for me. So it's at six. Yeah. The other weird thing is you could have growth as an individual growth. track. Growth mm. could be just its own track. Mm. Yeah. I, it could be. It's not it's listed not as its own track, so we no, don't no, know. Yeah. No, yeah. I actually prefer growth to uh, Tora Tora. I think I, I actually do too. I wish they would have an album the original right. plan and had fair warning begin with, you know? Yeah. Growth or it's supposed to be fully a fully flushed out track. Yeah. For yeah. growth. That was such a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's Tortor. Anybody have any thoughts on that one? That's pretty. <laughs> any any extra uh, thoughts on Tortor? I think yeah, that. I, tell you what. I think all. That's right. All six of the, the the classic, you know, the original albums, they all had an instrumental, right? And I, and I think it's it's got to be the weakest instrumental of of not. The, it's got to be the weakest instrumental of all of the of the original six albums for sure. I, I would think well, is Scott McGraw this... hit it right on the head. He said Scott Haskin would have had it first, yeah. pro- not maybe, probably, because he's <laughs> a he, he's a composer. He loves instrumentals. His favorite Aerosmith song is the movie, the instrumental from Perfect wow, Vacation. Yes. So I bet you he would have put Tora Tora number one. Of course, poor Scott Haskin. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> he'll show he just, up. He'll, he just, he'll appear he just, in, the, in the ether somewhere. He just did. He's actually. like an STD. Oh, he just Scott pops has. up. <laughs> I'm going to say this though. I think it's a really good intro to loss of control. It, it's, it's very yeah, smooth. Totally. It's very seamless where I think there's one or two where you, you hear a little bit of a staggering, um, like intruder and pretty woman go really yeah. well together. And, and I feel like right. yeah, exactly. loss of control on its own. It's, it's whatever. I mean, I mean, uh, Tor Tor and so whatever, but it's really good with loss of control. So I, yeah, I believe, I think that too, they go together perfectly yeah. they're, they're actually they complement one another loss yeah. of controls torah's torah's reason for being <laughs> sorry right i mean right. well it's like know. one of those, those like suction cup fish that ride along with the whales what are they called <laughs> they, yeah. i mean uh, it's, it's obvious there. it's it's obvious uh, on a shark 
it's obvious <laughs> some kind of self-indulgence for for the brothers i mean uh I mean, as a track on its own, you know, it's it's fine. So it's obviously low hanging fruit, and I'm gonna take that low hanging fruit. But um, but you know, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's just it's just there. It's it's a it's a little mini mad scientist Eddie moment, you know. Sure. Backwards, yeah. backwards, oh, backwards mass dive bomb. Yeah, that's right, a, that's right. a um, that's a Eddie moment moment. Right they want they wanted to put like the sound of wind to start it, and uh -huh. they yeah. for whatever reason decided not to. Yeah, Act like, like it wind, hurts dude. is what Ed wanted to call it. Act Don't like know it if hurt. that would have helped it or or hurt it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Mark, just for our rankings, I had it number nine. You had it number eight. So there was a I track you liked eight, a little bit less than than Tora Tora. There was, were, yeah, just but hey, just a little. Eric, were were they in the studio longer on this one than? Oh no. Uh, no. Uh, this was one it, was about two it, weeks at the it same. It was two like, and a half weeks, like, seventeen okay. days. Okay. Like not not a very long time. Wow. God. Okay, so right, not what I was thinking. Okay, right, right, because this is like um, we're laid back. Just turn it on, let it roll. Oh yeah, check yes. this out. Yeah, right. So well, yeah, and Ed, Ed had a lot of time on the road to write some stuff. So yeah, okay. he was only seventeen. Not days. as improvised as it sounds. Right. Yeah. That's insane. getting him out of the studio. That's always thing. It's really not as improvised as it all sounds. No, <laughs> he spent well, hours, right? Even if it was just Dave, on the corner you know? of his bed, right? Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Eddie Dave. by himself. But, but that's yeah, so Dave. Dave, right? I forgot yeah, yeah. the fucking words. And then right, the right. I forgot the fucking <laughs> yeah. words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot the fucking words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really never gets old the for me. Day, somebody was I don't care. It never about, gets old. It never care. gets old. But somebody uh, the other day was, you know, not like big fan. They were like, you know, I'm not sure if that was like Dave just making that up or not, but and I didn't want to, I didn't want to ruin it for him, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm like, it was made up. Like you've seen WWF, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, that's number nine. Let's see what all of our panelists think. Uh, should uh, Lost the Control or sorry, uh, Tor Tor should have led into? Uh, is it Lost the Control? Is it a different track? Let's find out. The track that finished in number eight. <laughs> And it's loss of control. Really surprised by this one. I'm really surprised. Loss of control, 106 total points. One person had it at number one. Two people had it at number nine. So uh, it finished ninth twice. It finished eighth eight times. It finished seventh eight times. Finished sixth three times. Fifth five times. Fourth one time, third one time, second one time, and first one time. So loss of control, number eight. I'm honestly kind of surprised it's that low. Anybody else? Yeah. I'm shocked it's that low. Is it, is it, I'm wondering uh, to if, if we have people who voted this number nine, is it because it is the song that uh, follows uh, Tora Tora? Is that, is that why? Just because the two belong together, you think? Or... Does this Van Halen swing style just not do it for you? I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm curious to find out. So I voted pretty low. I voted pretty low. I had Tor Tor at nine and uh, Lost Control at eight. I, ah, okay. I think it's uh, it's I like it. It's just like a half-written song. It's frantic, and that's kind of its charm. I like that about it. I love what the brothers are doing. I think Dave is like it sounds like he's struggling to keep up you know he was throwing whatever he could at it and then sort of struggling to keep up i think that the the lost control lost control course is sort of it's i can do without it it's sort of it's sort of grading i i just it's yeah i mean i don't hate it but i it's never and, and what yeah what the brothers doing is are amazing but i've never right. it's just i gotta say it's the my least favorite song on the album. 
Oh, I tell wow. you, the, the yes. two people that ranked at ninth are Michael Griffith, who's a patron of ours, mm. been on the show many times, and Johnny Bean again had loss of control. Oh, number Johnny nine. Bean. <laughs> he strikes again. Not a fan, yeah. Oh, just look here. Somebody had it first. Uh, who the heck was that? Paralyticker had oh, loss of control is- number one. Yeah. Uh- he feels loss of control is wunderbar. And uh, hey, look, I, <laughs> I don't blame him on that. Uh, I'm gonna throw Gosh. it over to throw it over to Brad. Brad, how about you? Where did uh, where did the uh, loss of control end up for you? And how you feel about it? It, it actually was pretty high. I had it four. Oh, okay. I mean, just so just listening to it, it's shredding, right? Yeah. You know, um, yeah, Dave couldn't. You know, Dave Dave's up there in the high pitch, but it's it's just something about it. That thing is just. It's like gasoline, and uh, so yeah, I'm surprised it's eight. But you know. I am too. Uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll piggyback off of, off of you, Brad. Uh, it was my number five, uh, and it kind of surprised me that it that it reached uh, that high. But then I don't know. I listened to it uh, a couple of times, and it just yeah, it just kind of rips really good for me. And maybe I'm just in that headspace in this given point, but uh, I. I couldn't make it in my top three, but I just felt like if I don't put it at least in my top five, it wouldn't feel authentic to my whole uh, journey with it. But uh, yeah, so I'm, again, I was shocked that that's where it landed for me, but but I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Chaz, how about you? Well, now feeling vindicated and validated, I will say. This one came in at six for me on uh, an album of eight tracks, Corey, not nine. So anyway. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> just, I didn't set the go. track listing. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make budge. the track listting. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, owners. Um, this, would be yeah. at, this would be at six for me. So it, right in the middle. For me, this track, I love it. Uh, I love it. So I put it kind of in the category with um, another one that's so frantic and kind of crazy that we had just listened to, One Foot Out the Door. Um, you know, it's kind of in that that space that I love Van Halen for just this reason, if for nothing else, to help me clear the room so we can, um, you know, do things less discreet with fewer witnesses. Um, this is music that helps you do that. Uh, so, you know, it was always good fun. And, and actually, like, even when I was in high school before, like, Anthrax and a couple other bands, this was kind of precursor to moshing. When this song came on, we all kind of went a little nuts and we like slamming each other and pushing each other around and shit. So... Um, I, nothing but good times with this track, like over bonfires in the woods in New Jersey with, you know, substances and, 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 uh, liquids and, uh, girls and good times, you know, can't, well, if you're going to lose your shit, it might as well be too loss of control. So why not? Yeah, exactly. That's that it. Uh, ah! Throw it over to Scott Everett. How about you, man? how do you feel about this one? I had it seventh. Um, I feel like it's one of those songs with, that may have been better as an instrumental. It kind of reminds me of the Sammy era, like uh, Source of Infection, where the lead singer is just desperately trying to hang on to keep up with Eddie and Al at the time and trying to throw lyrics on something that really they couldn't keep up with. So um, I like it, but I think it's I, just as a, and I'm by no means a songwriter or a lyricist, but I would think it would be difficult to come up with something to match the pace at what they're playing at that point. You're not uh, wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Now, Mark, before you go to somebody else, uh, we yeah. just got Tom Ron Bruster in the chat. The Enchanter oh. Tim is here. He had lost of control number three. Uh, wow, uh, Tom, just you. so you know, because you joined in a little bit late, it finished eighth. So maybe just uh, type into the comments yeah. why you picked lost control third while we go around the room and finish up with everybody's comments here. Right go on, Tim right go. on. Go Tim there go. you go. There's another a high ranker. Uh, ben, how about you, man? Where'd you put it? 
Yeah, so it was the and I the the two songs are really I've always thought one song and it's really almost an instrumental. Dave's keeping up and you know the fan I am of Dave, he's kind of not really relevant in this song as much. Um it's Eddie and Alex just going wild. And uh but like I said, the the album is so solid front to back. This kind of being I bundled them and cuz they to me they were always the same kind of unit. So um but quality nonetheless. Right on, right on. Good stuff. To me, All this right, was uh, kind of their their musical sense of humor, honestly. For what you guys right. are saying, yeah. like, you know, who the hell could keep up with this? So let's just fuck around because, man, let's just, people need to hear it and let's just have a good time. To me, it just added to the whole aura and mystique of the band. Because all Maybe. the other tracks were so strong, you know. Maybe that was the gag all along. It was just I like, might have uh, been, dude. We're just gonna we're gonna play as fast as we can, and whoever can keep up is like, all right, you're our boy. Uh it's like they were testing Dave. Like he sometimes passes, sometimes he doesn't. Well, I would love um, to hear the story of this song. Like, how was this one done? What the hell was going on? Be a fly on the wall for that yeah, session. Man. You may all be right. It may have just been like a jam sesh that just became kind of like bullshit. And then they, you know, attempted to make a song out of it. I don't know. Either way, the end result, at least for me, is pretty great. But Davey Lee Smith, how did you feel? I had the seventh. Um, ah. honest, honestly, if, like I said, this was this album was tough for me to rank. So if you if you took my eighth through third, right now um like get back with me next week i might change my rankings like honestly like eight that. through three like i could have my eighth right here my seventh right here six barely over fifth barely over like i said this was tough for me and i was I already new with this this song because of a uh, guitar hero van halen actually some of the songs <laughs> from this album from guitar hero van halen i already knew and i loved all of them uh spoiler alert uh this one that this one uh uh, notwithstanding but uh, i love the uh fast pace uh the brown sound in full effect anything any track that has the eddie van halen brown sound i'm all in and uh you know dave's uh radio chatter uh this year captain speaking is always is always funny um you know um just just the way they deliver it at full pace and then at the end where they were like uh high-pitched banshees along with mike i mean just you know, it doesn't get any better than that, honestly. But like I said, this one, even though it's on the lower half of my rankings of Women and Children First Up for now, um, still still, still kicks ass. Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with uh, Scott Monroe on that one. Uh, just the howls. I mean, like as, just speaking on a vocalist standpoint, the howls are they're fun. They're, they're fun to hear. They're fun to try and attempt and, and fail at them. But uh, they're fun to listen to. So uh eric sinich though uh where where could you possibly because you're you're known to just love everything van halen touches like even the stuff that we feel isn't lovable but you find a way so how how in the world are you gonna rank this particular album um i had lots of control at eight and uh the only only because uh it's kind of like um it's kind of like the pleasure dome you know of the same year where the 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 music is is fierce and the opening is "Hello, T- Tony Iommi." Right? It's Black Sabbath yeah. opening, <laughs> but then the rest of the song is like punk. In fact, that's Eddie wrote it around the time he wrote "Ain't Talk About Love," so it's a little po- poking fun at, at punk. But it's like if Eddie ever wrote an instrumental or recorded an instrumental album, this is be this would be one. It'd be perfect, and it and it actually has one of the 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 coolest guitar solo moments in all of Eddie's songs. What they do there, it 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 goes. Comes back mm-hmm. and it's like wow. So I could listen to this song anytime, anywhere. Yeah. I have it down lower only because it's all it's 
it's one of those songs where, yeah, Dave is just trying to do something with it, but it's more of, it's more really would be perfect for an instrumental album. Yeah. But, but still, yeah, I mean, Hey, having Dave on it, no complaints here, but I just, it's, there are other songs that go to the top more because of the, the better lyrics that Dave delivers. For sure. Yeah. Definitely feel that all valid points all around. So Corey, did you say uh, where you put loss of control? No, I had it at number seven. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I, I kind of agree with uh, Davey and Eric there. Uh, instrumental, I think, uh, would have worked a little bit better. Uh, to me, it was kind of like uh, surf rock, like uh, Dickie Dale. Yeah. Uh, it almost kind of reminded yeah. me of uh, Ms. Lou from uh, the Pulp Fiction soundtrack a little oh, bit. Yeah. Uh, so it, it kind of gave me those vibes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get, I, I check out on the chorus a little bit with the loss of control and all that. But uh, musically, the, this thing's phenomenal. But on an album of, you know, really solid songs, uh, and, and like Davey said, you know, check with me in a week. It might be number three. Who knows? Like you it, know, by, by, one just barely over the other. Th- yeah, this sure. is, yeah. To me, it's kind of like the inside of the Dave era. You know, I know you guys weren't big fans of the song Inside. I mm-hmm. love Inside, but it's same kind of vibe and feel, right? Just they're totally just fucking around. But the proficiency of that fucking around, I wish I could do that. Right. Just real quick. I'm glad to meet somebody else that liked Inside. I love Inside. Love Inside. There's always crap on Inside. I love the the groove of that song. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, just to pick, just to piggyback on you two real quick. Um, Sammy wasn't a fan of it because he says, "Hey, what kind of crap is this?" That sums up that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I had a friend who said it sounded like Pink Floyd, an old college roommate, because he wasn't into Van Halen much, but he loved Pink Floyd. And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Huh. Well, I'm not into Pink Floyd, so that makes sense. Not, not yeah. the one I would have gone to, but sure. We'll go, One I of guess. these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces, right? Sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. So, Well, there you go. All right. What do you think? Should we should we go to, to song number seven? Well, we got to. I'm, I'm curious to know. All right. Well, first of all, uh, loss of control. Uh, when we did our poll, 85.6% what dreams are made of. Uh, so not the lowest uh, no, on the no. album. No. Nope. Still, still passable. People still were Great pretty keen on it. Yeah. yeah. The lowest on the album uh, is the next song uh, in our rankings here. It is playing. Very slowly. Anybody hear an acoustic guitar? Yeah. Yeah, Put up a campfire. Yeah. All get together. Gather around. That's right. right. Could this be magic? Finishing at number seven, could this be magic? Total points, wow. 107, just one point above loss of control. So if Chaz had to burn his ballot, that may have made the difference. Who knows? Uh, its highest ranking was second. One person ranked it second. Its lowest ranking was ninth. Three people ranked it ninth. Uh, eight people ranked it eighth. Seven people ranked it seventh. Three people ranked it sixth. Three people ranked it fifth. Three people ranked it fourth. Two people ranked it third. And one person ranked it seven. So... Could this be magic coming in at number seven? I kind of had this one pegged at number eight when I was kind of predicting, and it did finish uh, in, in that spot on a lot of ballots. But number seven in the rankings, what do you guys think? Well, uh, let's see. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Eric. I'll start with you, man. Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I had, uh, I think I had this at six. Yeah. This is actually a fat. This is a really interesting song. Actually, the the sound of the rain I love, and it's actual rain. At the Sunset Sound Studios, it was raining out, so they just opened the doors and and recorded. And it's it's one take. 
one take. And Ted Templeman said to Eddie, just try something with a little bottleneck slide. And Eddie was like, I don't know if I could do it, but they tried it. And you're hearing Dave on guitar here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's him. And uh, Nicolette Larson on uh, Background Book. Yeah. Uh, fellow Warner Brothers artist and Ted Templeman was producing her. So in in turn, Eddie's on one of her albums. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting song and it's very cool and it, it's uh, this is like really more of what Dave would start doing in, in his own solo career. Definitely a different sort of vibe than uh, than the rest of the album for sure. But sometimes Van Halen's really good about doing that. Uh, Scott, where did you have uh, Could This Be Magic? I had it at eight. Um, kind of a throwaway, fun Van Halen song. I kind of love the interplay between Ed and Dave during the lyrics and that sort of stuff. It sounds like they're having a lot of fun in the album, which I appreciate. Um, but it's just one of those songs like they're having fun, but it's not my favorite song on the album. Fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, yep. I, I kind of uh, I echo that sentiment, but we'll get there. Uh, ben, how about you? Yeah, I had this at seven too. Uh, I love this song. You know, sail away with someone's daughter. I mean, it's classic. It's classic. Better save the women and children first, and it goes with the cover and you know the rescue with them on the front cover. It's it's, it's unbelievable. It's just a great you know yeah campfire song. You know, just jam. Love it. Blues. Campfire jam. That's that's like perfect way to describe it. That's very accurate. Absolutely. Uh, Davey, how you feel about it? I had this at eight. Um, like I said, you know, this is kind of an unfair pick to kind of compare with like the uh, all the other songs on the album because all the other songs are uh, uh, the rock songs. So it's kind of, yeah. a, you know, I feel really bad to put this down at eight because I love this as well. I love this a whole lot. Um, I love the, the fact that they don't take each other. Uh, they seem like they're having a lot of fun together and uh, they don't they're not taking any they're not taking anything seriously. And uh, it's just so much fun. And I laugh along with it. And it just seems so natural with them, especially uh, with some of the. Uh, stuff like this they would they would do in the uh uh throughout the six pack like i guess um another good example i know you guys haven't talked about this track yet but big bad bill is sweet william now from diver down um you know not a not a rock song but it just or, or hey i guess happy trails too um mm-hmm. it yeah. just all yeah, seems yeah. it just all seems so natural with them and they're not taking anything seriously and it's just so fun with them and, and i laugh with them whenever they do this kind of stuff and uh, the acoustic bottleneck is cool uh and dave playing acoustic rhythm and uh you know it's just country blues it just fits in with dave's style and uh uh, uh dave uh, can only uh, uh sell this uh song so well so this is this is in his wheelhouse for sure it's funny you mentioned big bad bill uh scott monroe in the chat also uh shouted out that one and he, he called this uh in his words it's cute he said so, <laughs> talking about the that song and uh this be magic so damn's fighting words yeah, condescending cute. i don't think like, eddie would have liked you. i don't know <laughs> probably not but uh, but look yeah even jeff brewer is jumping on that as well uh oh hilarious yeah, but, call uh, al van halen cute i don't know as we're going to you do you uh do you echo the cute sentiment or do you got oh it's this song is so cute i love this song <laughs> Where'd you um, put I, it? I love big bad bill it was number it, it would be uh eight for me or nine uh, in the context mm-hmm. of me combining the two so it's last but I love this song for everything it is, everything that uh, I echo, everything that Davy Lee say, man, absolutely. Um, I just heard nothing bad about this song at all. It's just uh, in terms of my ranking favorites, it just had to come in somewhere. And 
yeah, I'm more of the, you know, brown sound crunchy Ed, but I love it for this, you know, the spirit of the band. It's here on full display. And that's why there's such a contrast between, you know, what we know and what we've come to know about the relationships, right? But what came across and what was really being put forward, man? I really was like, this was a band of brothers and they were having a blast and I just wanted to be a part of that shit. And this is a part of that, like the culture of Van Halen to me, like coming across beyond the music. You can definitely hear the fun. That's absolutely yeah. true. So yeah. I, yeah, I get you there. Uh, Brad, where did it fall in line for you? Right at seven. Um, great harmonies, right? You know, um, but you know, that's what this is. It's clever lyrics and great harmonies. Dave played a little guitar, uh, but the harmonies were so good that to me, it, 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 I moved it up the list. Right. But yeah, I can see the big, bad, uh, big, bad bill, uh, connection as well. So there you go. I'm just like, can't wait till we get to that one. Cause then now I'm just going to be, uh, listening for all the, uh, magic-isms and all that uh heath mccoy where did it fall for you for me it was at um number number six and and i'm a huge huge fan of this song i love van halen's uh you know the detours i i agree that with the big bad bill thing and the shooty wop thing they did and uh, you know i'm the one and everything i love those little detours uh van van halen would take with dave i think they did them so well and and for me i think of van halen uh, in the Roth era, especially is like, like a, a band of pirates almost. And this song speaks to that so perfectly, you know, this, uh, you know, lonely ships upon the water, better save the women and children first. It's like a, it's like a pirate, yeah, a campfire pirate song or a sea shanty or something. Or I, I, I love the country blues vibe of it. Uh, and I think it feels so uh, genuine too. Like they, I, it was a lark, but I don't think it was a gimmick. Like I think it's actually, this naturally comes out of Dave and I, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I just love it. There you go. There it is. Uh, for me, I kind of uh, echo what uh, what Chaz said uh, and, and Dave Ely, and uh, this came in ninth place for me, not because I think it's a bad song at all, not because I you know just like absolutely hate it or anything like that. It's just ranking this album, as you all have said, has been was difficult, and that one just sort of uh, just for me felt just a little bit out of place with the, uh, the rest of the vibe and the flow of how uh, women and children first go. And I know that's kind of odd to say when you really think about the tracks and it's like, there's a flow. It's like, there's no. a flow, but there's not like a, uh, it's, it's, it's only, you know, uh, again, again, what, what Chaz said, like, give me crunchy Eddie. And again, and I love, I love me some acoustic stuff. And when Dave does, uh, acoustic blues, well, he does it very, very well. That's his wheelhouse. So, uh, this fits for him. So though it's my number nine, not shitting all over it. So that it had to go somewhere. Something I had to give. Yeah. And I put it at number eight. And I think largely just because mm-hmm. it's been stuck in my head for two weeks straight. <laughs> like out of all the songs I, I listen to this record out front to back so many times out of spite i put it at eight because all week i'm walking around the office you better say the women and children <laughs> oh yes off earworm yes classic i got a shout out uh sean mcginnity he put this number two he was the one who ranked could this be oh. magic number two so he must have like I'm assuming he's probably played it a whole bunch or he just has like a connection with it in some like deeper level. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on him for it because it's a good track. It just, uh, for, for all of us, it had to go somewhere and it's just a little bit low. This might be the most varied album in terms of rankings. 
You get all yes. different kinds that's of stuff. Right. Yep. That's right. This is an outlier track. I mean, that's for me why it's at, it's kind of removed. It's at the bottom because it's an outlier. Yeah. It's an outlier. And and for the fans who voted in the poll when we did this song, uh, it was the lowest ranked song on Women and Children First. 81% yeah. what dreams are made of. So it's uh, still much better than pretty much any Sammy album we've done. That's what I wanted to say. Thank yeah. you very much. There you go. Unreal, Unreal. man. Unreal. What are those numbers going to come in at? 27 more tracks. Jeez. All right. Should we uh, take a listen to what finished number six? Please. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, we got some surprised faces on the call. <laughs> Love that intro, though, man. Number six. Oh, yeah. Fools. All right. Total points 133. Yeah. Uh, somebody ranked it number one and somebody ranked it number nine. So there's another one. It's somebody's favorite and somebody's least favorite on the record. Uh, one person ranked it ninth, three people eighth, five people seventh, 11 people had this as their number six. Uh, that was by far the most spots it finished on. Uh, number five for three people. It was fourth for one person, third for three people, second for two people, and number one for one person. You talk about varied. We're all yeah. over the map on Fools. All yeah, over the place. Uh, all right. Well, full disclosure, uh, I'm right there at number six. Uh, I was I was one of those. And again, it's. I mean, that's great. Listen to that. That's that's just fantastic. By the way, the the person who ranked it number one, Steve Rosen, who actually knew Eddie Van Halen wow. for 27 yeah. years, yeah. ranked that's, this one number one on the record. That's amazing. Well, yeah. Kudos. And again, I'm not going to fight him on it. The thing is, and I'm sure you all can echo the sentiment. We'll, we'll probably talk about it ad nauseum. It's just some of these tracks, it's like, where in the world do they go? I knew exactly what my last track was going to be. And I that helped me inform what my uh, eighth pick was going to be. But one through seven for me was really, really hard because these are just like really, really good songs. Cool is a terrific song. And, uh, I wanted to kind of get it in my top five, but it just just barely, just barely didn't make it. Um, but again, yeah, it is a dirty rip, Scott. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is not indicative of how, like, piss poor or really great the song is. I mean, it's fantastic, but something had to give. It had to go somewhere. So I imagine uh, you guys probably had, like, the same reaction there. Uh, ben, how about you? Where, where do you think, uh, where did Fools fall for you? Yeah, I had it at six as well. Um, you know, the the uh, the lead in this uh, is unbelievable. The shades of eruption, the shades of Spanish fly. Yeah, it just it is just it's, it's a it's a wild song. Um, it's been on higher, I, you know, kind of fit number six. Um, again, nothing so solid, you know, but yeah, I was second. I, uh, I agree with Jeff in that, uh, should this be higher? Yeah, probably. And I actually thought I was going to take a lot of flack for having it at my number six. But I was like, well, hear me out. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad I wasn't alone in that venture. But uh, how about Heath McCoy, though? Heath, where'd you have fools? You're muted. Oh, you're muted, Heath. You're muted, Heath. Heath, you're muted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I uh, yeah, I love I love the song Fools. I I, I um 
I, I do think it's a little weird. Like I, I mentioned that some of uh, Women Children first seem to have a jam to me. And this is one of those songs. This is Lee's song, actually. It feels like a big, long jam. Um, but I love, the, I love the heaviness of the riff. And I actually think there's a lyric in here that's just quintessential David Lee Roth. I just love it. I don't want no class reunion, the circus lift. Just left town, why behave in public if you're living <laughs> on a playground? Like that is such a cool lyric. That's that's like that that's there in a, in, in a nutshell. Why David Lee Roth is such a great lyricist. Nobody ever would ever think of that. And it just it's just such a it just comes out of left field and captures encapsulates the song and yeah, love it. Yeah, I agree. His lyrics come out of left field. That's for <laughs> sure. Sometimes, but uh, what? Uh, where did you have it ranked? I had it ranked uh, at number seven. Ah, so okay, okay, so not far off there, around the same point. Uh, Scott Everett, you you seem like uh, you seem like a fool's man. Like, was this was this pretty high for you? I had it right here at number six, okay. and that's how how good this album is. I think, in that there's no the songs all are kind of muddled together because I like them all the same. There's no standouts. I hate to say there's no standouts, but I like all of them kind of the same. So, I mean, the the, the bass beat and all that stuff is just fantastic. And Dave's lyrics are fantastic on the songs. Um, that just, again, what a great album it is that this is sticks. Um, and again, it makes you think about poor Dave's parents trying to keep him in line. I think that's where these lyrics are coming from. God help him. With his rambunctious little ass running around. It's monkey time. Yeah. <laughs> they called him, right? Yeah. Monkey time. <laughs> Made a career out of it. Yeah. But uh, Eric, how about you, man? Where's uh, Fools for you? I I'm actually not happy with my original ranking. I had it at seven and put the speed magic at six, but I, oh. I should switch those around. Because oh. now listening oh. to this, I'm reminding myself that that was not the right call. Um, yeah, this is such a great tune. It's one of the early Club Day songs, and it's it's got that that loose that loose as a goose. Alex playing on drums. Listen to Mike <laughs> I, on the solo. It's so cool because you hear Mikey on the bass too, thumping away. And yeah. Dave's vocals are this is Dave at his best vocally, lyrically. Uh, this is, you know, this is this is classic Van Halen. I, I'm I'm very mad at myself right now. I I, I need to redo the ranking. <laughs> very good, before. very good. Okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh what what uh what David Lee alluded to earlier is that uh, tomorrow you could have a completely different idea of yeah. where your rankings will go, and then next week something else. I mean, I I feel that. I said that about Fair Warning. I said this is my list now, but I guarantee you next week it'll look completely different. So yeah, you know, no I worries. Kind of applauded the creativity of. Of um, I applaud the creativity of could this be magic? But mm -hmm. still, you just you know, it's it, Van Halen's a rock and roll band, right. it's yeah. a rock and roll song. It's true they do it. They do it very well, uh, like no other. Uh, speaking of Davy Lee, uh, where'd you put Fools? I was the lone fourth on this one. Um, ah, so um, like everybody said, I uh, like uh, uh, the whole uh, mini solo thing that Eddie just tears it up, and uh, Dave doing his best. Uh, Robert Plant, Janis Joplin, David Coverdale all in one tribute there at the start. Um, I'm going to take uh, from what my friend uh, Lou Figaro from the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews podcast said, because uh, recently they reviewed Women and Children First not too long ago. And um, uh, he called it um, Dave doing his best uh, tribute to Robert Janis Coverdale. <laughs> so I can't not uh, hear it Yeah, now. that's, that's uh, probably, 
that's probably the probably the best way to put it. And then that mini solo, and then, and then it just comes into a <laughs> complete stomp fest. And uh, you know, quintessential Van Halen tune. And Dave, uh, Dave's lyrics, uh, like Eric said, uh, some of Dave's uh, creative lyrics, uh, he knows what he's writing towards. Angry young schoolboys, and um, exactly uh, he must. Yeah, he must have had. Uh, uh, and and at the end, what he's doing is a little uh, scat zabzabidoos uh, at the end. Uh, he must have brought in uh, Gene Simmons at the end. He's, he must have brought in Gene Simmons uh, at the end. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, Gene, handsome and attractive man. Handsome. Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Trying to take a writing credit, bro. Uh, Brad, where did uh, Fools fall for you, man? Uh, I, I was at five on this one. Um, mm. And uh, it's it, it's just, it's like a dirty blues song. And, and I, I have to agree with what everybody said, although, I, like uh, um, Eric, I'm annoyed with his rankings too, right, Eric? Go back and fix it. <laughs> you know, I'm so mad at myself, Brad. Yeah, exactly, Eric, right? But, yeah. but, but, but it's like such a narrow band. When I said earlier, it's like, it's, it's just thin slices of an onion. You get, they're all so close right in the middle of this that, uh, you know, it, it's, and this one, it sounds like uh, David is very uh, upset with teachers and then he gets a little bit older and he's in high school and he appreciates him later on 1984. Right. But it's just a class. It was <laughs> right, right. But it's just a fun song. Right. And, and mm. that's the way I look at it. It's, it's, it's definitely got like a, um, uh, almost like a, a smoky, Honky tonk, blues feel, just mm. jam, and uh, yeah. So, oh, I can definitely. You know, I'm an I'm a Nashville person, so I, I definitely hear uh, what you're what you're throwing down on uh, the honky tonk feel of it for sure. It's, it's sometimes I can't not uh, hear it, and anyway, echoes in my brain, and it just until I just go crazy. But uh, Chaz, uh, did you put fools any higher, or are you right there with us? Sounds of Broadway echoing in my head. Yeah, uh, you can hear that stuff walking down any block, right? You know, and from from uh, door to door. So that's uh, about yeah. right. Yeah. So, all right, this one. Um, in deference to you guys, I ranked, uh, and the cradle will rock number one, right? So, um, for me, it would actually come in at number two. This would be my number one song on the album. So I, this, it's on my list at number two. Um, yeah, my 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 hanging jazz is going to be uh, infamous here. It's totally screwed up your rankings. Um, uh, like, uh, yeah, Magic would have been like, you know, lap bottom of the list for me, like I said. But um, this one is definitely for me just, uh, again, the whole spirit of Van Halen, everything I love about the band, the dirty rawness of it. Um, wasn't really comprehending that this was a club track, and I don't know why I had uh, missed that. So the feel is there. This is, for me, just like the reason I picked up a guitar, man, was to make it sound like that, especially the 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 big the intro and then just the damp, 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 just the stank, just nasty brownness of this this tune. For me, this is the best of the brown sound with the two of them. With, like you said, sloppy, really loose Al and honky-tonkin' groovin' Eddie, that's it. That's the brown sound. Man, I, I tell you, with all this uh, uh, divisive sort of thinking and uh, trouble with the rankings, when we get to Van Halen one, or uh, or even uh, four unlawful, like I'm gonna have a bad time. 
I'm just going to have a real bad time ranking those songs, man. That's just, I'm not looking forward to those. I mean, I am because it's going to be a fun show to talk about. Wait, but... can we do a recall? Can we can we challenge the, the results here and do a recall? Yeah. All results are final. <laughs> no. Shit. Ah. You heard him. You know, this you is, can't shutting that shit down rigged. right now. That's right. Yeah, it was it's just stolen. Corey this was stolen. Universe. You don't that... question it. You don't question <laughs> Overlord. Take it up with the judge. <laughs> It was stolen. This was stolen. Okay. I'll take your my pillow and take it up with the judge. <laughs> I'm gonna take, take my pillow and go in the home. back room there. Yeah, with, with yeah. whiskey. Yes. Where did uh, where did Will Twelve be there, Corey? What one of Dave's greatest quotes? I was an honor student. Yes, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's tie, Your Honor. <laughs> ah, you got it. Uh, I had fools number five. Uh, so it, it was, you know, right in the middle for me. I, I really, I really dig feels Jeff uh, Brewer uh, had it at number three, uh, pretty high for him. I'm, I'm, I, that's actually as about as close as Jeff and I think I've ever gotten on a song. So uh, uh, I'll take that. Uh, I just, uh, I was looking at who ranked it ninth because we're all kind of positive on it. It was actually Nate from the Deep Purple podcast. Oh, fools ninth. No yeah. way. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, kind of surprised on that one, yeah. Nate, please reach out, explain yourself. I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. But, this is, uh, yeah, no doubt the 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 most varied ranking yeah. Van album of them all. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tom Armbruster had it at eight. Uh, wow. What? Low for, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just I guess uh, he he suffers no fools. That Tom, he's an enchanter. He certainly doesn't. Well, no, if I make a mistake, he he's quick to point it out. So. Especially right. with the way the bass stands out in this track, I'm surprised him. Yeah. Yeah. The the bass player in in the group, you think? Yeah. Good good call. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Yeah. They're they're coming. What did, for what you, did Dave Dave said Dave said this was a heavy duty Broadway shuffle. Right. I thought that was a great way to describe it. Right. Sounds like city streets. <laughs> <laughs> Now, everyone's doing Louis Armstrong now. That's not David know, Croft right? anymore. <laughs> everyone turned into Louis Armstrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dave doesn't sound like that. I'm sure he tried. I see trees of green. <laughs> you saw him on Ellen. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Chaz did a great impression of, of David Lee Roth on the Ellen show. My God, that, that shit-eating grin oh. is just... Oh. <laughs> what the fuck was that? He's wearing his suit and that... Oh, <laughs> Strike that poor boy down. When I met Dave in New York City, I got a picture with him, and I didn't look at the picture until I got home. And when I got home, and I got to show it to you guys, I got it somewhere here. And I look at the picture, and there's me, like, and there's him. (laughs) (laughs) What year? But I bet his teeth are perfect. 2003 what one of the coolest nights ever because he was drinking out a bottle of jack and then his bodyguard uh who was his bodyguard at the time not 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 eddie anderson his bodyguard kept lighting up cigarette after cigarette and he's and he's bullshitting with jack white and he's talking about movies with jack white and he's doing all this and and my friend knew his sister so that's how we got back stage to meet him at the beacon theater in new york city and my friend's girlfriend comes walking up to him and she puts her hand on the railing and she says, Dave, you know, uh, my boyfriend knows your sister, you know, and she's just trying to be friendly with him. And oh God, he sees her and he locks her pinky on the railing. And he said, Hey baby, so you maybe ever see national geographic, you ever see the pictures that national geographic. I remember <laughs> hearing that. And she, and her, she's like, you know, and it's like, like, uh, he, he went back and she's like, I think Dave just hit on me. <laughs> and then my, my friend, my friend, me a bottle of Jack, half, half empty bottle of Jack while Dave wasn't looking, took it. 
and, like, sure, and sure enough, they just refilled Dave, you know, gave him another <laughs> bottle of Jack. That, that was, was sounds borderline either like super inappropriate or just right? very informative. I you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'll no. never forget like walking down the you go like this old school hallway in, in, in just you know cement walls and everything, and and from from miles away, I knew I can hear the laugh. <laughs> you know the Dave laugh. I was right, like, right, he's right. in there, man. He's in there. You know, and you walk in, and there he is. And, and everybody's, now Dave, everybody's going around. This one fan was like, Dave, you're you're the reason I uh, yeah I got into music because of you. And Dave's like, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and now I, he's kept it short and sweet. I was like, Dave, like, great I don't know show, what to man. say to that. Yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah. Dave was cool though to all the fans. He was not a prick. That's he good. was not arrogant. He was really cool. He's really and now he's wandering job, around. Man. He loves his Oh, job. totally. Yeah. Yep. And now he's wandering around hotel rooms in Las Vegas waiting to hear his music coming from a room so he can <laughs> bang on the door and say, hey, that's me. <laughs> and young kids go, what, what are you talking right. about, Grandpa? I, I heard you in there playing Van, Van Hill and I'm David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. <laughs> and I'm right across the hallway. <laughs> You're like, cool, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm going to do a YouTube video of some karate moves. Yeah. The guy in the <laughs> front, front of my hot tub with a midget. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! The look on Mark, that guy's face—he's like, who, "Who are you?" Yeah, what the fuck is this? Do I have to call the police? But uh, Mark, we've been invited on the DLR cast again. They want to talk about uh, David Lee Ross' YouTube channel, and I, oh, I, I think there's a lot of material there. Oh. I don't. Are they sure that they want me on the show? <laughs> because be I don't want anybody. Oh, no, I, I have nothing nice to say about any of that. I think we, <laughs> I think we would tune in, Mark. Mark, yeah. <laughs> Mark you don't. You, you mean you don't like Dave doing the jazz hands? Oh, I gotta tell you, I don't. I, I, don't, I like none, like zero, nada of anything I've seen from that YouTube. Jelly. Like, in what? fact, who I go is out that for? Your gummies? I mean, you know, I mean, gummy company meant. I go out of my way to tell people. I dare you to check that YouTube channel out because it's <laughs> fucking bonkers, and I just don't get it. Uh, and and but, tell me who the fuck that is for. Who is searching YouTube? Like, I wish I could see uh, a grandpa with, right. with like a bag of cheeseburgers and, and like, some. Right like, on. What the fuck All is right. he thinking? I, I, just I fucking love his stuff. Dave. I love his YouTube channel. Oh man, Dave is a boy, Jess. I love nuts. I love him. I love Dave, but some, some of these videos like are so insane. I was putting up a lot of those videos for a while there because he was talking about Van Halen and stuff, so there was something there to work with. And then as I got off way way off track, like Jeff, there was one of them I put up, and Jeff's like. I don't know. I don't know if you should have put that one up. You know, it's like, yeah, Jeff, I, it's a, he's a little out there, you know. I just don't know like if he's around him. Like, who, who's around him or is anybody around him just to say, that's not cool. You can't do that. That's, I, that's, I think we've mentioned that. Like, I think we've talked about that. I don't think there's uh, anybody, like – pulling the chain back going like nah maybe not that one right. day like maybe maybe yeah. think oh. about that like no oh, more oh, uh, I, kevin brown it? put it best when he said it's like the grandkids going to grandpa and saying you don't need to be on tiktok grandpa the technology has <laughs> yeah, yeah, passed right. you by give me the cell phone you just you know watch tv or whatever put your the slippers same. on they need to do I, social media armstrong album for you here you go. i think that, i think i think they're all old <laughs> though and he keeps i think they're all old and he keeps hearing to empty the vault and he's he's yeah. getting confused about which vault we're talking about he, yeah his personal <laughs> vault versus eddie 20 vault. years ago they're from 20, yeah. 20 years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Last record he did right david lee roth or something like yeah that. wrong yeah. wrong vault 
Tommy Dave. But mo- Tommy most Dave, of these guys, yeah. you know, who's telling them no? You know, most that's of what I'm saying. He's surrounded yeah, nobody's, nobody's, yeah. nobody's gonna dare tell him no. No, no he obviously him. owns it all. He's just yeah. he's just using his content. And, and here, here we are, you know, like if I was with Dave right now and Dave's like, What'd you think of my YouTube channel? I, I love it, Dave. <laughs> I've been right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's brilliant. Like really it's interesting is. stuff, Dave. Like you are a creative genius. Very cerebral. People just don't get it. Like it's so out, it's brilliant. You just don't get it. Yeah. But the, and, you know the, well, back, back. The, the the cool Dave, like uh, Alan uh, Alan from the Tapes Archive, just put up a really great interview with Dave from '85, and and yep. that's like that's the fucking cool Dave, man. That's rock yep. and roll, Dave. You know, yeah. and uh, he will I mean, forever back, back be in the day. Diamond Dave. Yeah, back 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 in the day though, he was the Laura. I mean, it was the entire band, but David was he was a showman. That guy. He, the coolest sure. motherfucker in the face early on. That's why, yeah, I would argue all, it's four, all four of them. It was unbelievable. Yeah, his, yeah. his stuff might be whacked out, Eric, but come on, man. I he's still love him as much as yep. that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I love Dave, sense. man. He has a sense of humor. We are all I'm still sure. talking about him. Love him. That's, That's right. Right here we are. Yeah, yeah, here we are. You can't, you can't take that away from him. You can't take that. Chaz, you, Chaz, yeah. you wanted to take Mark to task because Mark said Sammy was the better musician. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Well, then I got the context that he was talking about oh, okay. versus okay. Dave. Um, I think Dave has great musical sensibility. No, I don't think he's a bad mm-hmm. musician. But no, to Mark's point, I think Sammy's more musically inclined. Or if you were to look at the structure of his songs and right the way he approaches the craft, differently than dave but no i would argue that broth is a hell of a musician in his own right and it goes beyond his voice it it is his entire musical sensibility his showmanship everything he brings to it no man i he you know i I love breaking balls on david lee roth all day but at the end of the day he is the man for me yeah Yeah. he definitely is a show but i i I respect sammy i respect his song craft i was a fan of the red rocker i had the shorts in high school and the t-shirts and i bought his clothing line and i liked him before he joined van halen so no, I appreciate them, but I think they're just different. And uh, to say that one's a better musician than the other, I would say I, one's I, more musically Marcus, inclined, one more technical, I'm with Mark musical. On this one completely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, uh, no, I, I'm a, I get what you're coming from, but I said what I said, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you, man. You just stand, stand right with it. That's cool. Right. That's cool. I'm with Mark 100 percent on this. You know, Dave's a performer. Mm-hmm. Dave's a great lyricist. Uh, he's a musician. Sammy's a musician. <laughs> I will say, I mean, I will say Dave is a, like you, like you said, uh, Chaz, I'll give you credit, uh, a musician in his own right. And definitely he's lyrical. Has, the man really moves lyrically. He definitely he's, he's has always... a musical sensibility to him. You can't take that away. Cause if he didn't, then he would not be the showman that we know him for. He would definitely not have lasted very long in Van Halen, uh, to even the extent that he did, but uh, just on a t- on a musicality strictly yeah, like yeah. technical musicality level, yeah. No, I'm giving that one to Sammy all day. But they, again, they're very similar, though. They both contributed to the songwriting. Ed comes in oh, with yeah. the music, and then yeah, then yeah, Dave yeah. Dave like Sammy right. would say, well, "Let's let's shorten that up. Let's add a let's add a chorus here. Let's add a hook there. Let's kind of double. Let's let's do that twice. Then do the Brit. You know all that shit. You know Dave's doing. I mean. He, Dave, music is just one of the many talents of Dave. Dave's like right. extremely creative, bright, 
so creative that he can't stay in one lane for too long. He's got to do, he's got, he's got to do different things every time. Otherwise he will go nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. You know that, well, that's what, that's what, you know, Templeman was also beneficial to, to Dave as much as he was to Ed, because it's like, all right, guys, let's rein it in. Cause then when you, it. when you see them on their oh, own, yeah. it's Van Halen three and it's, you know, your filthy little mouth. It's like, whoa, you know, it's like, okay, we're going way. Let's rein it back in. Mm-hmm. But to me, Dave is, I mean, I'll, I'll say Dave is fucking brilliant. I mean, he's, he's mad, you know, yeah. but, but he's, he's just so different than Sammy in that sense. He's just like colorful performer. Well, but here's the thing. And, and from a Dave guy, so I'm all with you. Um, and, but I'll say that I guess what though, I would concede that Sammy was an influence on Dave and Sammy is more the granddaddy of the genre we all know and love than Dave because of his uh, contribution to Montrose so fucking early and the songs mm. that he wrote, yeah. he was the blueprint. And I think even Chris Cornell would have been one to say, yep, Sammy Hagar, baby. Montrose. Oh, yeah, man. I think you're Montrose. I love Montrose. I'm, but I think you're giving I'm him so too glad. Much. I'm so glad you brought up the Montrose thing. Cause I was thinking that um, uh, speaking of the R4 podcast again, I, I reviewed that Montrose album with, not too long ago on R4. And uh, um, I mentioned that Van Halen back in the club days, they covered the song, make it last. Right. Yeah. And um, they did that in one of their bootlegs. So um, you can, you could totally hear the influence from Montrose and, you know, maybe had, maybe Sammy was in the back of Eddie's mind. Uh, Cause when they had that, um, I mean, cause you could totally hear the influence, especially influence like, on all of them is a point, you know, yeah. Sammy was an influence yeah, sure. on the whole genre beyond Van Halen. I mean, Sammy sure. influenced yeah. the generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cabo, Cabo Wabo is Make It Last. It's, mm-hmm. it's influenced by Make similar, It Last. Yeah. Oh, totally it is. It's, it's, it's a remake of it, really. But yeah. there, there's certain things the brothers brought to the table, and there's certain things Dave brought to the table. Yeah, I don't think totally. Dave Montrose to the table. Like, I don't think I don't think Sammy was an influence on him. I, I don't no. think. No? No? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see I don't that. Yeah, I Sammy, we all trying to do all that, that showman stuff early on. If you ask Dave, he will absolutely say no chance. He never admit it. But come on, never admit it. Didn't Templeman want to put Sammy in the band before Dave? I mean, come on, right? Yeah, he Don't wait. Yeah. Right? Considered so it. They were all there at the same time. Yeah, I think there was more influence than anybody gives him credit for, including right. and especially Dave. <laughs> well, I, 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 I got to put this train back on the tracks before we get more Sammy versus Dave. We're talking Whole women and children podcast. first. Yeah. Yes, right. We're talking about song number five. So let's start playing song number five. Oh, yeah. 12 string Rickenbacker. In a simple rhyme comes in at number five. Total points 137. It was ranked first by two people. It was ranked ninth by two people. Uh, it was ranked eighth by four people, seventh by five people, sixth by four, fifth by six, fourth by three, third by two, and second by two people. So again, all over the bloody map for In a Simple Rhyme. All right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't have pictured this one. Uh, I knew this was going to be higher for probably most everybody except for me. I put this at my number seven. Uh not really i mean there's no real uh again i had a really hard time ranking these songs from a certain point um this one though i was like i i I think uh this one's probably gonna fall to the wayside just because i think there are six better ones 
but that doesn't mean the song is bad whatsoever. But I, I had a feeling it was probably going to be ranked a little bit higher. I mean, I see a couple of people have this as their number one. So that's, that's right. Uh, two of our yeah. patrons, actually, Michael Griffith and uh, Matt Lacoste had it at number one. Matt Lacoste. Look at that. That's, that's right. That's a shocker. I would not I wouldn't have predicted that. I would have put it really high on his list, but not at number one. Cool stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to throw it over to Brad. Uh, where'd you put uh, in a simple rhyme? I had it at um, three. It's a lot, It's just really balanced for me. It's a really balanced Van Halen song. All of the elements of Van Halen are there. And uh, yeah, it's a little catchy. You have great guitars, you have great lyrics, you got great harmonies, Alex is shredding. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, no argument, no argument there whatsoever. Uh, Chaz, how about you, man? Um, actually, this came in at the bottom of the pile for me for the simple reason that I've always felt like the lyrics were being forced in there. Like, they, they didn't finish this one. This one, like, I, the music to me, like, as a musician, I can understand where the, the song, the way, like, there's not really a lot of pop sensibility in it for me. Like, so I, I heard somebody say that here. That's not in this for me. It felt like they had this musical idea that they really didn't want to, you know, get rid of because it's a great idea there's some interesting things going on there but it's not conventional and where dave went with the lyrics and the way they're being delivered to me and, and i don't know, maybe it's the production it just sounds thin like they could have had some more backing vocals at certain periods of time and it just didn't feel as full or as rich as it could have been so not that it's bad again it's just not to me this was like one of the rougher songs on the album frankly i think you nailed it uh in terms of like why it fell so uh, uh, low on my list as well. Um, again, yeah, not not that it's bad whatsoever. It's just, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit thin. Uh, could be a production thing or it could have just been like a structure thing. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think you've, uh, you're have you on to something there. Uh, Heath, how about yourself? Um, MVP on this song, Alex Van Halen. He's just, I yes, sir. love, I love what he's doing on here. His, um, like that, the, the intro that he comes in with, and uh-huh. all his fills all the way through it. He's just driving the song. Um, but I think it's a great song, actually. I think it's really poppy. I think it's, it's one of the more underrated, um, underappreciated, kind of unknown tracks. One of the great, best deep, deep tracks. Um, I just love beautiful, there's such beautiful harmonies in it. And it's weird. A lot of critics, when they talk about it, I've heard a few critics kind of compare it to The Who. And and I'm always I love the Who. I'm always up and down on that. I'm like the Who. I don't know if I can hear it, mm-hmm. but I but I kind of do because the the Who, you know, and Tommy and and, and Who's Next and stuff. They used to do those kind of multi-sweet sort of songs. They call them go all over the place, different sections. And I and I can see that. I can see that Van Halen is such a different band than the Who, so maybe it's why it doesn't always click with people. I can't I can't actually see the Who, the Who comparison in that song. And uh, yeah. I'm the harmonies at the end. I'm right there with you. Right with yeah. right there at the end. I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have uh, guessed the who at the, no. at the at the moment. But the moment you said it, I heard it and like, yeah. oh, yep, okay. And Tom screaming growth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Davy Lee, how you doing? How you? Uh, where you find this one for you? Uh, this was my sixth. Again, uh, tough to rank uh, these songs. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, the uh, little uh, like a. Uh, you said Alex Van Halen. Yeah, he he owns this song. I, th- I think he's the star of the song here because mm. that that beat is just absolutely 
you know, typical Al. I mean, uh, some of Al's best uh, drumming, I think. Um, very underappreciated deep track, uh, Eddie, again, shreds the harmonies, the dreamy harmony, the dreamy kind of harmonized uh, little, uh, I guess, more or less breakdown section right before the solo, the dreamy section. And then uh, like uh, uh, growth, um, uh, really would have been cool if it would have um, been a flushed out track or, or um, uh, maybe start off fair warning or maybe just had you know flush out a bit more but yeah um, uh, again this was tough for me to uh rank this but um yeah totally one of their underappreciated deep tracks i think indeed indeed scott everett looking at you man where'd you put it uh, i had it third i overlooked this song for years and then the uh 2015 tour started we were all on the van halen news desk following the chat to kind of see what the set list was going to be on. And it was there. Um, and it was like, what they're playing that. And then everyone that's where kind of growth picked up where everyone found out what growth was. We were all researching what the hell growth was. Cause they were playing it in 2015 as well. Um, saw them in Dallas in 2015 played it live in the dark of night. And it was awesome. Dave actually did a fantastic job. Uh, singing this one in 2015 and that wasn't always something we could say in 2015 because he struggled throughout that tour uh but that well, night he this did was one he could nail yeah he actually he actually nailed it i do love the lyrics i think it, they kind of mixed up the music is a little bit different for van Halen. i i just love this song i didn't always love this song but ever since the 2015 2015 tour i've loved this song there you go since 2015 uh ben where did it fall for you yeah I, yeah i had it at number five um you know i love this song it's really symphonic almost i think it has a lot to do with uh, ted templeton and don landy mixing and arranging this song um it's almost shades of little guitars a little bit with eddie but to me it's um it's michael with the harmonies and the bass <laughs> alex is phenomenal but the thing i love about this is at the end when they fade off of this album that dun, 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 it's basically saying now take that motherfucker you know that that's the way i, I look at that you know you know after you listen to the whole album and then you they just put that on the end like now there it is you know and uh, it's amazing the track's great i love it well there you go yeah uh i echo that and uh, johnny beans join the chat you got some explaining yes. to do johnny bean but before you do uh johnny Eric, bean had a fifth Johnny he, Bean had a fifth. He had a yeah. fifth. Okay, okay. Uh, he had a Eric? fifth, and that, is that why he was late? He had a fifth before? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I had a fifth. He had it. Oh! Oh! I had a two. I love oh, this fucking okay. song, man. The My number one song in this one might be like the two, the two best Van Halen deep tracks of the Dave era. And I, I, I think this should have been a single, and I actually don't hear uh what were they saying that, that they compared it to to what band again the who the who the yeah who. i'm not hearing that but i'm hearing zeppelin like who? presence era zeppelin. yeah in fact you I know eddie my... eddie was going to do more of an acoustic opening and then he changed it up because you know he didn't want it to sound like zeppelin not that he wasn't a fan he just wanted to separate themselves but still it's got it's got that kind of epic journey to it and the lyrics dave is perfect at that when you when those those perfect harmonies come in she made the mountain sing birds against an icy mm -hmm. sky. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Absolutely. Dave, right there, baby. Yeah. This is, this is such an awesome tune and I'm glad they played it on the 2015 tour. And somebody had just mentioned 
Thank you, Wolfgang. He's the one who yeah. put it in the mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number two. There you go, number two. So, uh, again, divisive, but uh, there, there you have it. I'm just inviting Johnny to the uh, panel here. Hopefully, oh yeah, uh, right on. Stick on. I, Johnny, I yeah. Link. yeah, call him out. Yeah, well, let's get him on here because uh, uh, let's see. Uh, in a simple rhyme, out at number four. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really dig this tune. This goes all the way back to the backyard party days. Uh, it was on the Warner demo. Uh, it was called just simple rhyme. I think back in those days, mm-hmm. uh, I, I dig the hell out of this track. And you mentioned Alex's young son hero. Let's throw a shout out to Mikey too. I'm, I'm reading tone chaser yeah, by yeah. Steve Rosen. And as oh, far yeah. back as Van Halen two, Eddie is bitching about Mike Anthony. I hate his tone. I hate everything he does. He doesn't contribute and all that. He, Mikey is great on this track. Like I, I just want to throw him a bone and say, Mike Anthony, fantastic fucking bass player. Uh, aside from the amazing harmonies, great bass player. He gets to showcase right. a little bit on here. He's not just playing eighth notes, right? He gets to do a little melodic thing there during the end. Uh, I love Mikey right. on this track. He's my unsung hero on. Andy's smoking a big fat spleef on the back of the fucking yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. Love it. There you go. That's it. And you know, we end up saying that about every damn song. So I think we should just yeah. all acknowledge and all hail Mikey. He's, he's awesome. he really is. He deserves much more respect than he gets. And it should be noted that Eddie did say in interviews back in the day that he, uh, Michael was the perfect bassist because he intentionally would would step back. He could pro- he could do more, but he would step back so Eddie can do more of what he does. So that way they're not fighting with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it became his Achilles heel with Eddie right at the end. Yeah. I mean, Eddie, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It was just song. I think it was just publishing, mm. which yeah, happens with so be. many bands. How come this guy's getting you know yeah, all right, the publishing right. and he he's never writing a song? I mean, in in Mike's defense, it's like you want me to write a song with you in the band, right? Totally, <laughs> right? Write a fucking song, right? He was well, straight yeah. up. Right, he said, and, that and song, it's right? weird. Different bands uh, work differently. Queen was the opposite. They got more together when they contributed. When they just put everything, every member of the band uh, had an equal share in every single song. They did that from the Miracle on. Well, uh, yeah, when they, they were they, fighting, and they pissed yeah, each other off all through the, the creative process. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because when they were when they were fighting for publishing, you got Freddie Mercury writing Bohemian Rhapsody. And then, you know, Roger putting his shitty song about loving his car on the B side. He made just as much money as Freddie did on I'm in love with my car. So when John Deacon, like they they had three amazing songwriters and they had Roger Taylor. So Roger would just kind of glom on like a barnacle to whichever hit song he could as a B side and make as much money when they actually split the publishing four ways. They came together as a band. Van Halen was the opposite, right? They had everything four ways. And then three of them were like, well, why the fuck is Mikey getting a share? Yeah, and it you know it became a bone of contention for them. So it's weird that with different bands, it, it you know di- you know different strokes for different folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah you take like the good, rush. you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> wow, you have to mix that in in post production. Our younger audience is like, "What the shit?" I was going to say, "Mark, I love this this current pop culture reference there." That's right. What's the deal with the Jeffersons? Remember the Jeffersons? <laughs> yes. Now move right. on up to the east side. That's right. Mark, uh, where did you have uh, In a Simple Rhyme? I had this at seven. Uh, again, wow. and like uh, I mentioned earlier, it, it's not uh, uh, to say that this song is so bad. It belongs low on the list. It was just, no, this was one of the, uh, the top seven that was really difficult to rank. And uh, it just it, it couldn't quite get there uh to uh the level of uh 
it couldn't get past fools and it definitely wasn't going to make my top five so it, it it just by necessity had to be number seven Hey folks, Corey here, and we're about halfway through the Women and Children First rankings. Uh, we're going to cut it there for today, but uh, join us next week and find out how we ranked the top four songs off of Women and Children First. And until then, as always, please check out all of our friends at the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, www.deepdivepodcastingnetwork.com. And of course, you can check out everything about our show at www.podcastwillrock.com. So until next time, on behalf of Mark Kamire, we are and the podcast will rock, and we... We'll rock you later. Later.